Welcome to another week of the EFFL podcast. I am one of your hosts, Calman, and I'm joined alongside Sean. How's it going? Doing pretty good, Sean. How about you? Doing well, doing well. Excited to be here. Yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, so I do have a couple of housekeeping items before we get into the complete episode here. Uh, first things first, want to shout out Brandon, who came to visit me in my neck of the woods yesterday. It was pretty awesome seeing you, Brandon. Um, you know, obviously, I wish you could have stayed longer, but great to see you nonetheless. And then we have another shout out for Dakota, or should I say Dad Coda. Dakota currently is in the hospital waiting the birth <laughs> <laughs> waiting the birth of his of his baby boy, the future of the EFFL. Yeah. So obviously, congratulations to Dakota. We miss you over here, but future we're Cowboys excited fan. for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, future <laughs> Cowboys fan. So awesome! Welcome to the fandom. Yep, and in the future, I'm sure Dakota will prepare you for the the trials of the the EFFL. So he'll definitely be carrying the torch in the future. And the disappointment of <laughs> being a fan of a team owned by Jerry Jones. <laughs> but who knows for how much longer? Um, as father time comes for us all. Um, but we will go ahead and hop into today's episode. Later on, we're going to be joined by the uh, Primo Hoagie uh, player of the week, or I guess team of the week that won. And uh, yeah, we're going to go ahead and hop into our week for recap. So it's going to be different in terms of order because we're going off of my screen today. So we're going to start off with my game, which was, I believe, the closest game of the week. And I, uh, the bullies, we w went ahead and we beat El Freaky Geeks by about a point, a little bit over a point. Breaking the undefeated um, streak. Big comeback, Monday Night Football. Yeah, it was, uh, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I was kind of biting my nails a bit because we were kind of in that, that you know, point range where I was afraid that Jimmy G was going to start kneeling the ball down and that could have some negative implications, I believe. Uh, on what could have happened so <laughs> yeah one turnover would have done you in too yeah yeah it was it was close I uh, definitely benefited from having uh Lamar Jackson have his uh, I believe weakest fantasy output this week uh this By past far, week yeah, so yeah. yeah definitely the the weakest week for uh Alexander oh yeah yeah so I lucked out this week for sure but, you know wins a win and winners win I'll take it um so and then Alex uh, I know you said that I uh, I sucked last week, but unfortunately you sucked a little bit more this week. <laughs> Next, we'll move on to Dad Coda's team, the Cookin' Cousins against the Butchers. And unfortunately, the Cookin' Cousins got cooked and were butchered. I guess butchered and then cooked by the Butchers. Huge fantasy output by the Butchers. Patrick continues his impressive run here. Man, yeah, two straight weeks of over 150. He's he's cooking. He's up to in the for Dakota, man. Yeah, he's absolutely. scored 103 three straight weeks. It's it is brutal. Uh, and you know, I think the the butchers too. They have a lot of trading potential, especially having Geno Smith on their bench. Yeah, who, is who knew? Playing out of his mind. I thought he was a, a useless uh, throw in uh, negative asset a few weeks ago, but now he's he's got a lot of value. See, I feel like once a player leaves New York, the possibilities are endless. <laughs> yeah. So it's insane. Good for Geno Smith, you Good know? For him, yeah. Like, awesome. You know, he's stick, stuck with it and 
feel like not a lot of players would be able to do that. So good to see. Next, we're going to have Sean the Pomeranians against the Urban Legends, which seems to have a different roster every single week. <laughs> they uh, they don't have anyone left from the draft besides, I think, London and uh, Sutton. I think that's it. It's it's crazy. Major turnaround. Uh, give props to Bruno for trying to right that ship. Fortunately, we haven't seen it really come to fruition yet during the, <laughs> the game, but... <laughs> Sean, you issued a pretty big smackdown this week, so I'm sure you're pretty happy about that. Yeah, yeah, I've been, I've, uh, team's been good, been consistent. I've, I've also had a the, the fortune of a very easy schedule to open the season. I think I'm, I'm the least in uh, points against. Um, Bruno can't catch a break at QBs, uh, as we'll talk about later. Made even more trades to, to, to you know, advance the carousel of his <laughs> that position. But yeah, he just no one can seem to score uh, at least ten. At the key position for him, it's it's pretty insane, and I, unfortunately, I contribute, or maybe fortunately, I contributed to his issues giving him Marcus Mariota, but Trojan horse, yeah, with uh, man, point eight six, yeah, the plastic man, it's it's pretty horrendous. His QB room is just a revolving door across the board, but Sean, you are the Philadelphia Eagles of our league currently being the only undefeated team, I believe yeah, left last, last one standing. And I hope I jinxed you just a little bit, but <laughs> four no impressive start for Sean and the Pomeranians. Uh, next we have another major SmackDown uh, and I'm going to have to issue uh, Christian here of the New Jersey football team, a little bit of a, an apology. I said that he hasn't been the same since he went to the Flyers game and, May or may not have come home. I don't know. But I'll tell you what. He came home this week, and he came home with a bang, destroying Brandon's Devante's Inferno by a large margin, uh, which that looks like that was actually the highest fantasy output this week at 156.98. He did it with uh, Chase Claypool pulling up a donut. So he did that with eight players. That's Yeah, it's extremely impressive. Uh, I actually did not realize that, but that's extremely impressive. So, Christian Castle kind of coming back into the the spotlight here. Yeah. So awesome. Uh, And then, of course, we have the Goodfellas, Jeff Stone's team. He kind of eked out a win here. You know, modest uh, 119.66 to to 97.86 from John Liu, or as Dakota would say, Cousin John. Yeah, John had a rough day. Uh, he, he had the, the the Bruno syndrome with uh, no points from his QBs. I, I think he combined had what like point zero six. Oh man, absolutely it's, brutal. Because Lawrence had uh, you know point three four, you know minus sixteen points in terms of fumbles lost, and uh, Tua died. So yeah, uh, that's right, Tua died. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Jeff's been doing a good job rebuilding his roster uh, ever, ever since the. Uh, a bit of a disaster of a draft, but uh, he's been doing a good job rebuilding it. Yeah, I know. I, I kind of jokingly give Jeff a hard time, but props to him for you know fielding you know this this roster and eking out a win this week and building a little bit of momentum going forward. So good job, okay. Jeff. And of course, we're going to have Albert lose uh, sweet. Uh, <laughs> 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 I've never had to say this out loud in my life. 
the sweet life of Zach and oldies uh, issuing a smackdown on the newly revamped and not re-energized slow down it hurts uh, biggest takeaway from this matchup one great output by Albert 135 that's awesome uh, Joseph you, you fucked your team dude I don't know <laughs> what to say but you really messed up big time buddy it's like when a hot female celebrity you know, just gets too much plastic surgery and just ruins a good thing. <laughs> oh man, yep too many too many nose jobs for uh, for Joseph there uh, as he looks to rebound next week. So, and that that was week four of the uh, the EFFL uh, and the game of the week that was Albert's um, that was Albert and Joseph's game, correct? Yeah, and uh, looks like Albert came to play at least. But Joseph, unfortunately, did not. So good job, Albert. Congratulations. We'll be talking to him in a little bit. Um, but I guess we can kick it on to some of the the happenings around the league this week. Uh, there was a big influx of injur- injuries that I think kind of uh, shaped the landscape a little bit this week right. and have kind of made people panic a bit. Um, I don't think anyone got hit worse than uh, your brother, Get strapped, El Freaky Geeks, losing both of his starting caliber running backs in a single f- swoop. Really Rest rough for him. Javante Williams and Cordell Patterson. Yep, Javante Williams. And yeah, that's uh, that's pretty brutal. Uh, I feel like, yeah, I mean, that's, that's huge. Um, so he definitely had to do something to right that ship before it became too much of a a big issue, but obviously that's going to have huge implications for his team. And it's going to be interesting to watch him bounce back from that. Um, but there's, it's, it's been kind of, of a weird uh, landscape now in the NFL with the whole Tua injury. I feel like there was a lot more concussions this week. I don't know if you oh, noticed man. that or not. Yeah. And then Naheem uh, Hines tonight. Yeah. He also looked awful yeah. after that. People are not taking that lightly anymore. I'll be honest. I was a little bit worried when Jalen Hurts ran into the end zone last week because there was a little bit of helmet to helmet action going on there. Right. I was like, are they gonna they gonna pull him? Like, what's going on? But it's uh, I feel like everyone's kind of on pins and needles right now because that is no joke. And what should have been in the under the microscope anyway, after all the CTE stuff, you would think that that would be. Uh, you look at two and you know he's not going to play. Yeah. Yeah. So I still can't believe they put him out on the field. (laughs) It's, it's kind of insane in 2022 that he was out on the field after not being able to walk straight the following week on a short week. Crazy stuff, man. So we did have a uh, kind of a joke trade this week, of course, involving myself because why wouldn't it? And uh, that was uh, Get Strapped sent uh, Javante Williams over to, to me, the bullies, for uh, not a zilch nothing. Great I really trade. just wanted the memes for this. So, yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's a season-defining trade right there. <laughs> it is. Hey, I mean, if he traded him to me for nothing and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, yeah, we were just kidding with those reports, <laughs> I'd be set. Got a stud at running back for nothing, and I would not have given him back. <laughs> that's for saying i suck alex but yeah i would have had the last laugh in the end but unfortunately it wasn't meant to be uh and then we have some more serious trades which i believe happened today um and this is uh another one for uh 
or get strapped here or El Freaky Geeks, um, where it looks like Bruno sent over Marcus Mariota, Juju Smith-Schuster, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Jamar Chase, and he received from El Freaky Geeks, Russell Wilson, Cordero Patterson, Devontae Smith, and George Pickens. What's your so, take on this? It's it's a big trade. Um, it, it really comes down to how much you value the quarterback position, I think. Um, right. Uh, you know, we were kind of to kind of pull the curtain back a little bit. Me and Sean were kind of mentioning this trade. Obviously, we wanted to share the the bulk of our conversation just on the podcast and in real time. But I, I'd have to agree with you in that it's a pretty big downgrade from Russell Wilson to Marcus Mariota. Not sure how that's going to help uh, El Freaky Geeks in this situation. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, to me, he's just not really a great... Negative asset. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just feel like player to player, I would personally, at least this year, I would rather have Devontae Smith over Jamar Chase. I'd rather have Russell Wilson over Marcus Mariota. I'd rather have a healthy Cordero Patterson over Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. And, I mean, George Pickens and Juju Smith-Schuster are more or less a wash in this in this trade. Um, now, obviously, this does come with caveats. The Broncos aren't really doing amazing either. Um, but I still think Russell Wilson is just a more reliable option at this point in time than Marcus Mariota is. I feel like Mariota just kind of is what he is. So, Yeah. Yeah, I think downgrading from Wilson to Mariota is huge, especially in a super flex. Mariota, you know, he's been getting – he scored a .86 last week. You don't know what you're going to get with him. Um, Pickens, I feel, you know, might have that connection with Pickett, and he, he could just, start, uh, you know, begin to, to turn on, you know, starting this week. So we'll see. Um, I'm just not sure if the upgrade to Chase is worth it. And then we still don't know if uh, – Clyde Edwards Alaire, you know, if, if what he's doing is uh sustainable or if he's gonna be due for regression uh back yeah. to the main. So yeah, I don't know if it really addressed what Alexander needed, which was, you know, a a staunch, you know, firm RB one yeah. after losing both of them. So we'll see. Yeah. It's it's definitely an interesting trade. I feel like Cordero Patterson, I mean, that's that's a really, you know, for the last couple of years, he's been like a a top running back. So that's going to be a big boost for Bruno to have not only, you know, Eckler, but then also bringing in Patterson and then also solidifying his quarterback position with Russell Wilson. Also having a stud Devonte Smith who can put up big numbers any given week. I just right. think that that's, you know, kind of one-sided at this point. And Albert or Alexander helped uh, Bruno shore up his, his biggest weakness, which was QB. That's yep. his divisional rival. Yeah. I I don't get it. Uh, I feel like Alex may have panicked a little bit here. Um, yeah, I mean, I would have if I were Alex, I would have just went heavy on the running backs backups if he could, um, and just try yeah. a different option. But this target Eckler like, or something, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, with what he gave up, I feel like he could have gotten a little bit more. I feel like um, Bruno was so thirsty for a quarterback, he may have been able to pry Eckler away from him. Right, right. You know, so yeah, I don't. I'm not really sure how I feel about this. To me, in this situation, 
I look at Alex's team and it looks to me like that should be a one quarterback team now. Don't even right. start Marcus Mariota plugging a position player. Agreed. Um, yeah. But I don't know if he has the flexibility to do that now that his two running backs are out. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think it's it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out um, as we go forward. But uh, I'm kind of leaning Bruno on this one. Yeah, I think uh, if you're Alexander, you know, what makes sense is maybe trading for Gino at this point if Mariota is not going to cut it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So I guess we'll we'll see what happens. But, you know, this has been this has been one of the the best seasons of the EFFL yet just because of all these trades. So it's been, it's been crazy. A lot more action compared to last year already with all, with all these trades. Yeah. So we do have another trade and this is including uh, Albert and once again, Bruno. Uh, So I believe in this case um, it is, let's see. So it's going to be Dalton Schultz, Justin Fields, and uh, <laughs> uh, Ram Ramandre <laughs> Stevenson. I have no fucking idea. I don't think I've ever said his first name like out loud in real life. We'll just do R. Stevenson, the running back from the New England Patriots. Um, all of those players uh, were coming from Bruno, and he's going to be receiving Tony Pollard, Mac Jones, Kyle Pitts, and twenty dollars. Um so i don't really understand this trade at all if i'm being completely honest with you (laughs) the fact that this feels like this feels like one of the biggest wash trades um because something dakota said last week it's very important to separate the name from the performance kyle pitts has not really been performing that well this year mac jones is currently hurt and he, who knows if he's going to get his job back from Zappy? Zappy might turn into the next Tom Brady. Uh, <laughs> oh, and Tony man. Pollard. Imagine. It, it's very possible. You know, as someone, people should go out and start picking up Zappy if they haven't already. I don't know if anyone even has him yet. Um, but yeah, Tony Pollard. I think that if the Cowboys just would shelf Zeke, I feel like Pollard is is freaking good. Like he is one yeah. of the fastest human beings I've ever seen in my life. Um, so I, I like that part of it, but I don't understand why the additional money needed to be added to this trade. Bruno was out. I think he he wanted some extra oh, cash. Because he spent a hundred dollars. Because he spent it on on Daddy. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, you can get to that next. Yeah, we can get to that next. Justin Fields to me is he could be good at some point in time. I mean, he has everything you think that you would want with a quarterback, but he just doesn't seem like he's uh he's getting it. The Bears kind of suck. Yeah, he's a bust in my eyes. I Dalton Schultz to me isn't all that great. I feel like they're not really using him all that much. And I can't even pronounce the other guy's name. And I don't even know if I know who that is. Ramondre? I think that's what yeah. I think. I think is that's he their number pronounced. one? Him and um, Damian Harris split. I think Damian Harris starts. Okay. Yeah. Stevenson's yeah, man, more like I, the change of pace back, the, the pass catching back, I think. Yeah. Uh, I, I think this is kind of a wash. I mean, honestly, I, I gave Albert better offers for Kyle Pitts than than this i think looking at it i I think bruno won this um 
Oh yeah, getting Justin Fields off your team, in my opinion. <laughs> you know, Mac Jones could come back and turn it around too, right. and that's another quarterback he has. Right, because because Teddy's only going to start for a few weeks, and then when Mac comes back, you know, he can slot him in. So going from Mariota and Wentz to uh, Russell Wilson and, and Mac Jones is definitely an upgrade. Yeah, um, it definitely is. I like Pollard. You know, he's, I think he's he's the most valuable handcuff in the league. Uh, if if Zeke were to go down, he didn't absolutely be top ten. Yeah, and uh, Pitts, you know, he, he's been he's been like the grade A bust of the season. But if he ever turns it on, um, you know, I like his potential more than than Schultz blowing up. We, we kind of know what Schultz is at this point. Um, yeah, you know, he's he's just a solid floor, but he's not going to throw up, you know, 20, 30 points. And See, uh, I agree with you 100 percent. And I think that especially given the context of the previous trade, this is basically just bringing in players that have high upside. Right. And getting $20 out of it. Right. I don't see the value in all for Albert in this trade. I don't get it for him. So I think he just, yeah, I don't even know. I, don't, I guess he likes Stevenson, but maybe we can, we'll, we'll ask him when he comes. We'll down. ask him. He'll, he'll be our guest. <laughs> I, I just don't get it. I don't understand why. I mean, why, why give it, why give up those players? You know, I yeah. just, I just don't get it. Yeah. Just seems like a, a downgrade across the board. Right, right. I'd rather have all of the players he traded to Bruno and the and the twenty and the bucks. Twenty bucks, yeah, the money too. Yeah. So. Yeah, crazy, crazy stuff. Um, so we do have some uh, pickups here, which I think are in a different section. So I'll have to look for those. Oh, here we go. So we have seven new waiver wire claims, and it got a little bit dicey this week. Uh, I haven't been able to participate really uh, in terms of money because obviously I purchased Jimmy G for a, a modest $100. <laughs> and Bruno would not be denied this week going all in on Teddy Two Gloves, spending $100 with the uh, second highest bid was $25. <laughs> I, I understand his mindset. Um, I completely get it. The difference though between him getting Teddy and this is without taking the trades into consideration. But the biggest thing with him getting Teddy and the difference between me getting Jimmy G is that Trey Lance's ankle was facing the wrong way. So a little bit different. Obviously, concussions are bad and they can have lingering effects for a long time, especially back to back concussions, which it appears that Tua had. But I feel like it's a little bit different. He could have probably got Teddy for a little bit less. Uh, or with nothing at all and still would have been able to make a trade. Um, And the player he dropped, I feel like, is a pretty solid wide receiver. Um, So I don't really understand that. But Dotson, yeah. I I, I see where Bruno's coming from. He's one in three. He's trying to stop the bleeding before the season gets away from him. So I definitely see where he's coming from in terms of going all in. Um, But 100, that's that's steep for a – the potential, you know, two to three week rental. So uh, yeah. we'll see. We'll see if it pays off. Yeah, it just felt like this move was more of like a Walgreens like branded bandage and not like a band-aid brand. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's going to like, you know, collect like a lot of like lint and stuff and it's going to unstick and it's going to end up in a pool and it's yeah. So not super impressed with that move, but I understand why I did it. I was in the same mindset before, but yeah, it's kind of kind of crazy. Next, we have Joseph trying to fix his team that he screwed up big time. Uh, and that is uh, signing Tyler 
uh algae algier 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 i don't know algier. algier i i i don't know <laughs> different last name but he dropped uh jd mckissick and this one also kind of got a little bit dicey having five bids that may have been one of the highest uh highest bid totals i've seen all year um and of course uh that is um the atlanta running back he's going to be replacing cordero patterson um so we had joseph cassano uh doing the $40 to get him. Uh, we had 235 bids uh, with Castle and um, and El Freaky Geeks. Then we had 11 by Albert, and then I had zero because I don't have any money. Yeah, if you're, if you're Alexander, I don't get why you're betting 35 when you just lost your two starting running backs and you need one badly. Oh, um, yeah. You know, I, I, I that, that's this is kind of trade where you, you know, or – pick up where you, you you throw in the chips on the table and you get yourself a running back. I agree. Yeah. I think that he it's in the situation where you have a chance to get a starting player without giving up any of your assets. This to me was a huge miss. I, I completely agree with you. He should have went all right. in because there might not be another player to come up like that. Right. So if you have you the know. money, use it. Yeah, the extra fifteen to twenty free agent bucks isn't gonna, you know, is gonna be worth it. The the savings if you if you know you're losing because you don't have a running back. So, yeah, and just you know to let everybody know the money that you have on your fantasy team, it doesn't carry over to the next year. <laughs> it goes away at the end of the year. Use your money when you got it. You can always trade for more, or you can do what my mom would always do and and go to the bank and buy more money. So. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, when you have a, a need like that, and I may have went to the extreme with, you know, Jimmy G, but if there's a need and you need it and you don't have to trade anything for it besides in-game currency, use your money. Right, <laughs> just, right. Just do it. So big missed opportunity for Alex that could have potentially solved a, a huge hole on his roster and just kind of missed it there. Next, we're going to have a, uh, a signing of... Donovan Peoples Jones, wide receiver for Cleveland. He was claimed for 16, and that was the only bid, and that was Joseph as well. Once again, trying to, to rebuild that roster. Uh, then we will have John claiming Caleb Huntley for $12. This was another three bidder, uh, and that's going to also have Albert on there for 11. And another running back slipping through El Freaky Geek's fingers, only claiming five on that one. So. Another another missed opportunity there. And then we're going to have uh, Ricard White. I think that's how you say his name. Rashad. Rashad. Is it Rashad? Yeah. Uh, Seems like a Rashad. I'm butchering everybody. <laughs> uh, it's uh, Albert Liu. He's going to just be the only bidder on him. And then we have Joseph Cassano with $2 on tight end Will Dissy or Disley. And then a zero bid for me with uh, with Taysom Hill uh, instead tight of tight end uh, supreme. Yeah, tight end supreme. So, and I'll I'll kind of walk you through my thought process on picking him up and actually inserting him into my lineup in a little bit. Um, but I guess we can go to the uh, the week five power rankings. So we'll go ahead and uh, and open those up. So this week it's going to be. At number one will be the Pomeranians. So that's you, Sean. 
You're going to be number one this week in the power rankings. It's kind of the obvious choice. You're undefeated. You're putting up some really good points. Uh, you look like a tough, uh, a tough opponent right now. So I think uh, I'm kind of <laughs> nervous when I'm going to have to play you. Um, but once again, you're just continuing your your dominance so far this season. Yeah, had some injuries, but uh, the death from the draft has been definitely helping. Yeah, yeah. It seems like it's been paying dividends so far. Um, and really the top of this power rankings is actually dominated by both you and your brother as you knock El Freaky Geeks off the top spot. Uh, losing this week was very brutal for him, and I think the biggest loss, though, is going to be trying to replace those two quarter, uh, those two uh, running backs. Um, and then, of course, with the, the trade we talked about earlier, not, not really the best week for El Freaky Geeks. Uh, I kind of am thinking he's going to be falling down this board pretty quick. Uh, with uh, the recent happenings of the NFL and the EFFL. Next, we have going up four spots, which is Christian Castle of the New Jersey football team. Just a complete solid performance by him. Uh, you know, lighten it up this week. Really impressed with, uh, with what I saw. I have to play him next. I'm a little bit worried. I'm not going to lie. Uh, he did talk a little bit of shit in the, in the chat. I'm not going to say it wasn't deserved because that's kind of my realm of going in there and posting random pictures and stuff. So uh, I get it. I did try to trade for a, uh, a competitor's starting running back. So, Hey, I, I maybe I deserved it, but definitely impressive with a uh, New Jersey football team up there. Finally home from the flyers game. So he's back awesome. home, baby. He is next. We have the butchers who butchered Dakota this past weekend. He's up two <laughs> spots. I think Patrick has a, a really solid team. I'm, I'm kind of, uh, out of all the teams right now, he is definitely one of the, the top two that I'm actually looking at that I feel like has a really strong chance at the, the championship this year. I know it's very early, um, but I just think his team's really good. I think he built a really good team, and he's uh, just on top of it every week. He made some excellent trades after the uh, whole three-quarterback fiasco uh, during the draft. Um, he's, so he's done really an excellent job just really shoring up that team after uh, the dearth of talent to begin with. Yeah, and he has, and he, like I said before, he has Geno Smith on his bench. He can either hold on to him, which personally Great I think that's kind of a shame, um, or, yeah, he can use it as a trade asset, which would probably get him some pretty good players that he could start right away. So I think he... He definitely, I feel like that's the move of the year is signing uh, Geno Smith. And he didn't even spend that much on him. <sighs> I wish I would have done it. I, yeah, he I got him in a trade. Feeling. It was uh, Albert oh, got him for him 25. Yeah, that, that was one of the great trades he made. He, he got Mark Andrews. Uh, Geno was like basically a throw in in that trade. It was, it was, uh, he got oh my DJ God. Moore. And um, who else did he get from that? It was, uh, Andrews, Gino, Moore, and um, Edmonds. That's it. Yikes. That is, that's brutal, man. Yeah. <laughs> Albert now, could be using him right now. Yeah. Albert got uh, Dylan, Pitts, Waller, um, and uh, it was one more guy. Who was it? Uh, Waller, Pitts, Dylan. Can't even remember the last guy. Yeah, I can't remember. Judy, that's it. Judy, wow. Definitely yeah, looks like might. 
Patrick won it so far. Oh yeah, yes. If Geno Smith is if his play is sustainable, which I mean he's he's looking damn good. That's that's a huge loss that Albert could have had. Man. So yeah, the butchers making all the right moves, pushing all the right buttons, looking like a really strong team, up two spots to four. And now we're gonna have Joseph Cassano, who he looked like he had one of the top teams in the league. Uh, he now sits at two and two down two spots. I just feel like he's made too many roster moves and I feel like he got too cute trying to be the smartest guy in the room. It just felt like a rookie mistake to make the moves he did when he made them early on in the season. Um, you know, obviously if there's players you don't believe in and you want to move them around and they're expendable, go for it. But I think moving Austin Eckler, obviously was a giant mistake. And I think we're going to see that for the rest of the year, him not really being able to, to come back from that move. Yeah. It's like we said, you know, you messed up with the, like the, the celebrity, you know, <laughs> I will see. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, long season doesn't look great so far. Joseph just, I don't know, man, just good luck the rest of the season. And hopefully things turn around for you. But yeah, man, I think you kind of messed up. Number six, up two spots. The Bullies after the closest game this week. Coming back, just biting my nails the entire time. Not super uh, pumped up about the performance of the team. But a win is a win. I'll take it. I feel like the one consolation prize that uh, El Freaky Geeks could have had last week was edging me out. And being able to at least have that win, because with the amount of injuries he he has, I don't know if he's going to get a win anytime soon. So that may have been the start of a losing streak for uh, for El Freaky Geeks. Next up is going to be John Lou or cousin John. Uh, not a great week for him this week. Down three spots. Uh, probably had one of the worst quarterback outputs possible. Trevor Lawrence historical fumble game. Oh my god! Uh, and then of course Tua dying. So not not great for John. Down three spots. Then we have Jeff of the Goodfellas up two spots as he bounced back this week. Uh, and like we talked about before, I feel like Jeff is making all the right moves. Maybe getting getting some uh, tips from his brother. Um. But I'm definitely, uh, definitely excited to see, uh, you know, the trajectory of his team going forward. I know, like I said, we kind of give him a lot of crap sometimes, but he's uh, he's doing good things over there, you know, and he's getting results. So good to see Jeff. Jeff. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Then we have uh, Devante's Inferno, which is Brandon's team down four spots. Uh, Really rough week this week for Brandon. Uh, That's a huge tumble. Uh, that's actually the biggest tumble this week for a, a team. Uh, Brandon had some some rough games last year um, and was able to turn it around, so I don't doubt that Brandon's capable of doing that. And once again, this is still wide open. A lot of two and two teams here. He's right in the mix of it. He just has to kind of you know figure it out. But um, I wouldn't camp. I wouldn't count Brandon out now. Um, but you know, I think he's definitely going to have to to make some changes uh, going forward to kind of get back into the 
the swing of things. Yeah, he started two and four last year, but uh, you know, he, he, as we saw, pulled in the back and around with the with his good trades he made. So, uh, you know, we'll see. Yeah, he'll either maybe pick up, you know, just regression to the mean and score more, or he, he may need to make some moves. Yeah, absolutely. Next, we have these uh, sweet life of Zach and Oldies. It's, I'm not going to ever get used to that name. Um, and I, I think the <laughs> biggest problem is that there's no space between like Zach and Oldies. It just kind of yeah, I think he, he ran out of characters. Probably a character limit. See, if I were him, I'd just delete all the spaces and put a hashtag in front of it and just call <laughs> it. Uh, Albert, though, he gets his uh, first win of the season. And, uh, you know, he did he did so in some pretty impressive fashion. In the game of the week, the highest stage outside of the, uh, you know, the championship in the playoff games. Uh, so that's pretty awesome that he was able to do that and picked a heck of a time to, to have his uh, best game of the season. Um, and then we have cook and cousins, dad Coda down two this week. Uh, just doesn't seem like uh, his team is clicking yet. I feel like he has a pretty good roster though. I feel like, you know, it's just going to take a couple weeks for all the players to kind of get, you know, into the swing of the NFL season, but wouldn't count Dakota out, but uh, not looking amazing so far. He's got all his running backs. He probably needs to trade one of them. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, for Najee, sure. Mixon, Cooks, Spears. Yeah, when, when he's got to shore up elsewhere. Yeah, and Dakota said all of his players are available at the right price. Next, we have Bruno of the Urban Legends. Uh, ranked last down one spot this week. He's made a lot of trades. I mean, his team has to get better. I mean, it just has to with all the trades he's made. Right. Uh, it, on paper, it looks like he improved, right? It does, yeah. But I feel like Bruno's problem is that he'll have a roster come out for a single week, and if they don't win, he's like, all right, time to blow this shit up again. <laughs> so it's like there's no time you know, to, to just let things settle. But, hey, you know what? His team does look better on paper. I can't deny that. You can't deny that. So I guess we'll see what happens with Bruno this week. I think he's he's due for a win. With all the moves he's made, I mean, he has to start seeing results. It's definitely due. Yeah. We'll see. So I guess we'll, we'll see what happens from there. Um, but I guess we can go ahead and hop into our Week 5 preview. We'll go ahead and go over the matchups for this week. And oof, I don't really want to start with this one, but unfortunately, I think we have to. <sighs> so the first one is going to be the New Jersey football team versus Ooh, save the Bullies. That. Save that for last. Oh, is that the is that the yeah? Game of the week? <laughs> oh shoot. Okay. Well, hey, I didn't want to have to do it first, and I don't have to. Worked out in the end. See. Uh, so now the first game, the actual first game, we're going to go over is going to be the Butchers versus Devontae's Inferno. Uh, this game looks pretty close in terms of what Sleeper projects it at. Uh, and looking at the teams, I mean, they do look fairly even. I feel like Brandon actually has a really good roster. Uh, just kind of scrolling through here a bit. Right. On paper, they, he looks great. They just haven't performed. Yeah, he just needs Aaron Rodgers to be Aaron Rodgers again and Stafford to not throw a ton of interceptions, which 
<laughs> he's going up against Dallas this week, which I think is a disaster for Stafford. With that pass um, rush and that O-line. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, it's man. it's going to be a freaking disaster. Um, so he might, honestly. And he leads the league in picks. God. I might play Daniel Jones over him, honestly, against Green Bay. I feel like that might be a stronger play. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Dwight Vick. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Um, I think that Patrick has a really strong roster. Like I said, I don't know if I can bring myself to pick against Patrick at this point in time. I feel like he needs to pull the plug on Tom Brady, though. And I think he needs to insert Geno Smith immediately, especially against New Orleans. Geno Smith is going to have a field day this weekend. So have to use a man, have to play the hot hand. He has the ability to do it. So I would do it. Yeah, I don't know. That's not a move I hate, you know, not a move I hate. Um, definitely think if you can, you know, trade Gino while his, you know, his value is sky high right now, maybe upgrade to one of his receivers or running backs, you know, but uh, yeah. definitely I got to go with Patrick here. Uh, you know, he's, he's been hot. He's 150 in two straight games and uh, just going to, I can't pick Brandon until his team shows uh, some signs of life here. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and agree with you. I'm going to, I'm gonna punch the uh, the Patrick there. The Pats for Patrick. Uh, I think he's gonna he's gonna take it home. I think it's I think it's gonna be a pretty big margin. I know it says it's close, but I just feel like Patrick's team right now is just on a different level, and he's just has good players everywhere. Like his team just is so solidly built, and I think uh, you know Penny has kind of been outperforming. Uh, he's kind of been like overachieving this year or at least he overachieved last last week. So maybe I'm kind of jumping the gun there, but I don't know, man. I just feel like uh, I feel like Patrick is just uh, too strong for Brandon right now. All right, so we'll hop on over to the Pomeranians versus the sweet life of Zach and Oldies. Sean, the, uh, the sleeper projections are leaning heavily in your direction. And just looking at the two teams side by side here, I'm kind of inclined to agree with sleeper. Uh, it doesn't help that uh, Jerry Judy only has two points, basically 2.60, uh, not a great output. That game, looking at the score nine to six looks freaking awful. Uh, Horrendous I mean, game. <laughs> yeah. You were saying that earlier. I didn't know it was that bad. It's so oh. bad. This game's setting football back 10 years. Oh God. Um, yeah. Looking at that. Uh, even before that, honestly, I think I'm leaning you here. I just think you have a better team. Uh, you came off a huge week last week. Uh, Albert, he had a great week last week, but I just feel like, uh, yeah, I feel like I'm, I'm liking your team a little bit more here. So I'm going to lean the, the Pomeranians. Yeah, I won't pick my game, but, uh, you know, I like where my team's at and, uh, you know, best of luck, Albert. You know, he's, uh, he got that big win last week and, uh, hopefully it doesn't happen again this week. <laughs> All right. So now we're going to head on over to the good fellas versus the urban legends. Now, I think that there might be some issues here. Let me see. So he didn't set. No, I guess he did set his lineup. So it's looking pretty bad right now for Russell Wilson. That trade. Remember we said he was solidifying his quarterback room? And yeah, that's not an team. error. Wilson's been playing bad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he just threw – they were running out the clock, and he threw a pick on the goal line. So this was – I 
Texas. Okay, so this was Urban Legends' uh, big trade, big acquisition. Uh, Russell Wilson stat line, 19 for 36, 213 yards, two interceptions, and a fumble. Yeah, maybe uh, Alexander won that trade after all. <laughs> yeah, maybe addition by subtraction. Uh, so we're not going to see Bruno. <laughs> we're not going to see him. Uh, <laughs> you can't catch a break at QB. If you want a QB to have a bad season this year, send trade him, him to Bruno. Send him to Urban Legends. Because holy shit, man, one point right now, one point eight two for Russell Wilson. Holy crap! Um, given that, even though it's kind of cheating, even if it wasn't, um, shit, man, I feel bad for Bruno. But I'm I'm gonna lean the Goodfellas here. I'm I'm kind of on the Jeff train now. You know, I like Melvin Gordon now. I'm with you. Uh, yeah, I mean he's he's made some really good moves. He has Justin Jefferson there. Melvin Gordon's now RB1. Uh, you know, Herbert, he's going to continue to get better from that back injury. Uh, Kenny Pickett, I think, is going to be an instant upgrade over um, Mitch Trubisky. Uh, so I'm I'm like it. And, you know, the thing with Jeff is that he also uh, picked up Odell Beckham Jr. this week, which, you know, could be a he's, Buccaneer. He could be. I mean, there's there's a chance that he's on an NFL roster soon, especially with all the injuries that are going on. I definitely think that teams are are going to have to look more to passing. So many running backs seem to be going down. Um, but I mean, he's he's going to be ready soon to go. That might be an interesting stash later on. And he also got um, Dodson as well, which I think is a really good depth piece for him. Great pickup. So, man, Jeff is. Uh, He's doing some good stuff over there. I'm, I'm going to go with the good fellas and good for Jeff. Yeah, I'm going to go with Jeff as well. He's really liking the moves he made. I also think he's just, uh, he's got the better team right now. Um, even, you know, before not withholding tonight's uh, uh, results with Wilson playing bad, I, I would have picked Jeff anyway. Yeah. Um, I think Jefferson Evans is an excellent one-two punch. Um, you know, Fournette, besides last week, he's been, he's been good. You know, Herbert, when he's on, he's on. Yeah. Um, so I, I definitely, uh, I'm, I'm liking Jeff, uh, even knowing that Wilson crapped the bed again. Oh yeah. Yeah. And the thing is with Bruno is that even if the Russell Wilson trade doesn't pan out, I still think he is really doing a good job at rebuilding the roster on paper. And I agree. I agree. Great trades. I mean, there's, yeah. I can't deny that. So can't, can't blame him for trying for sure. Yeah. He's he's making things interesting. It's very right. interesting seeing all these trades, and Bruno's been a big part of that this year. So I feel like it's going to turn around for him eventually. I just don't think it's going to be this week. I'm going to go ahead and go with the good fellas. Next, we have Dad Coda of Cooking Cousins against Cousin John and TSU. Still has Nick Sirianni. Dakota as his uh, profile pick. <laughs> he... He might be a good luck charm for uh, for Nick Sirianni. I mean, that, <laughs> yeah. that could be a thing. So Dakota, don't touch anything. Things are doing good right now. Uh, it's kind of, this is kind of a tangent, but I actually am very superstitious when it comes to football. If I do like a certain thing one week and the Eagles win, like I will continue to do that. And if I don't do it and they end up losing, I f- I feel responsible for their loss. It's like sickening, but. 
yeah kind of a, yeah i used to feel the same way like if like uh, i was sitting in a certain way or position and you know they, they started playing while i couldn't move or, or you know if, if they were playing poorly i couldn't sit in that chair anymore and then i just realized uh you know players in texas uh probably have zero bearing on uh the way i'm <laughs> sitting over you know man there's times where i won't even get up and like get like a drink or anything because i'm like if i get up it's gonna reset everything right yeah you do the same way it's it's really it's like a mental illness but couldn't couldn't use the bathroom if they were driving you know like uh, it was commercial like you you can't move yeah you have to keep whatever you're doing because it's working because the universe you know it's hinging entirely upon where your you know your atoms are sitting (laughs) you know states away man it's uh it's it's really weird being a football fan sometimes, but um, I am I'm thinking that this is going to be a pretty close game. Uh, obviously, Trevor Lawrence probably won't fumble the ball like six times this week, um, but I feel like you know Dakota he's about to be a dad, and I feel like that's gonna you know put a little extra chip on the sh- on the sol- uh, you know shoulders of his team here. Um, so I think they're going to kind of outperform their projections and I think they're going to do everything they can to get Dakota this win. So I'm going to, I'm going to lean Dakota on this one. I think, I think this is going to be the closest matchup of the week. Dakota's receivers kill me. Um, especially Helen Robinson. <laughs> He's been horrendous. Um, I don't know who I'm glad to, uh, Dakota didn't play in Hines. Um, oh yeah that, that would have been catastrophic i kind i kind of want to lean john um cousin john. cousin john um hopefully he's not playing dalton there uh but uh you know i'm, I'm gonna give i'm gonna give it to dakota for this one i'm gonna give it up for uh you know the, the new dad yeah i think uh i think the the you know troy or chase i don't know which name he's gonna pick but uh i think it'll bring him good luck and, and bring it home for him yep Yep. Uh, Troy Aikman, obviously Cowboys legend, Chase Daniels, Eagles legend. So be one of, one of the t- <laughs> Chase Dan- best backup in the league history. Oh, I'm sorry. It's Chase Daniel. No S. Sorry. No S. All right. So, yeah, going to lean Dakota, new dad, and uh, maybe be two and three at the, uh, the end of this weekend with uh, with a new baby. All right, so the next one is going to be El Freaky Geeks versus Joseph Cassano's Slow Down It Hurts, and boy, does it. Joseph, you have fucked up your team so bad. I know it's it's kind of overkill at this point. Why Um, would you invest in the Colts? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that seems like a really bad decision right now. Uh, I'm kind of regretting my Jonathan Taylor uh, pick. At this like point, I, I get it preseason, you know, like in the draft, you know, seeing all the optimism and like, oh, Matt Ryan's joining and, and Taylor, you know, he bowled out last year. But but after seeing, you know, the, that Colts offense after three weeks before that trade happened and seeing, you know, like, I want to sign up for that. I I don't know. I don't get it. Oh, I know. Yeah. See, I, I think that the, the Colts need to just put Nick Foles in, you know, deal with the highs and lows. But Matt Ryan's just not it. I didn't think he was it when they they signed him. I mean, he looked like not great last year and the year prior. So 
I didn't really get that move to begin with. I think that they were just kind of overreacting from Carson Wentz. Really the best course of action probably would have just been draft a guy. Uh, I don't really understand. Or just put a bad quarterback in there and tank. Like, I mean, did it for luck. Maybe do it for, I don't know, whoever's Bryce Young. I don't know who the quarterbacks are this year, but yeah, I mean, there was Stroud. Yeah. From Ohio State, CJ Stroud. It's definitely going to be a better QB class next year than uh, than the one we just had. Yeah, I mean they could have they could have went after Pickett, they could have went after uh, you know Ritter, or um, they could have went after Willis. I mean the Colts with Malik Willis obviously is not polished, but I mean at least it's something. If he can't get it done passing, at least he can move around back there and kind of open up, you know, some some play action here and there for Taylor to kind of take advantage of. I mean. I just feel like Matt Ryan, it's just it's such a lame move where that roster, it just seems like it's getting worse and worse every year. And everyone's like, oh, Chris Ballard, he's the best ever. It's like, no, nah, man, he sucks. Like, they haven't done shit. Just reminds so. me of, like, when an NBA team is is straddling that, that eight-seed line and, you know, they, they, they kind of just make these signings that just keep them around the seventh, eighth seed, right? Or, or, you know, they make this big signing and only gets them to the sixth seed. Um, but you know, it doesn't ever make them a true title contender. Yeah. It's like the um, Phillies. Yeah. Like you got to just at one point, just do the whole rebuild and, and actually try and, and get a contender going. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're just bandaid after bandaid. And right. I feel like Phillip rivers was the wrong decision at that time. Uh, I feel like Wentz was not really the, the right decision either. And they just screwed up again. And plus, they screwed up Andrew Luck's career. So, I mean, yeah, the Colts, I don't want anyone to say the Colts are a good run franchise. Like, Peyton Manning carried them for years. Yep. They haven't done shit since, and they're not going to do shit anytime soon. So, with all that being said, I'm going to go ahead and lean El Freaky Geeks here. I know I said that I don't think, (laughs) I I didn't think that he was going to win anytime soon, but I forgot he's playing against the uh, dumpster fire. I'm sorry, uh, slow it down hurts. It hurts uh, this week. So, <laughs> and Joseph, you are free to use my my uh, logo from uh, last year. It did net me a couple of wins. I think it does kind of boost up your your juju or your karma. Um, so, hey, try it out. Just name yourself the Dumpster Fire for a couple of weeks. It'll kind of have a reverse effect. It's a nice, catchy name. Uh, it's reflective of what your team currently is. And hey, we'll go from there. But this week, El Freaky Geeks. Uh, dodging a bullet, having to play Joseph this week. Yeah, it was it was gonna lean El Freakies before the game, but hundred no, percent leaning him now after uh, Matt Ryan's uh, negative performance <laughs> through overtime. So, I oh just, my god, that game's in overtime. Are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> the Colts tied it. Oh my just god, the game tying field goal. It's nine to nine. What a nightmare. This game's gonna end up tied. Two interceptions, two fumbles. Holy crap, that's horrendous. I hope it ties nine to nine. I, I hope it ties too. Oh my God. What a disaster, man. Yeah, that's crazy. So yeah, go ahead. We'll, we'll punch El freaky geeks for, for this week. And yeah, Joseph, I'm, I'm sorry, man, but you kind of did this to yourself. And then I guess we'll go to the Primo Hoagies EFFL game of the week starring myself, the Bullies, versus the New Jersey football team in a hot Christian castle 
as he heads into uh, to this week. Coming off a major win last week, his team looks pretty good. He has a lot of power on that team, a lot of juice. Uh, you know, newfound value for DK Metcalf now that uh, Geno Smith is basically, you know, Rus- Russell Wilson on steroids at this point. Uh, there's uh, there's definitely a lot of uh, good things going on with his team. Uh, I'm not going to pick the team this or I'm not going to pick the game this week, but I feel like I have a major hole at running back. Kenneth Gainwell, I'm just banking That's on big, him getting yeah. a touchdown. That's all I can really do at this point. There's really no options. I picked up Latavius Murray. Thank Jesus I did not start him because <laughs> he is out. Um, Jameis Winston looks like he's coming back this week, which gives me another quarterback option. Um, he's going to be going up against Seattle, though, which I'm kind of I'm kind of high on Seattle right now. I feel like Offensively, I am, but Goff did just throw up a uh, almost forty on that. So it could, yeah. could be a nice play. Yeah, that is true. And I feel like Jared Goff, I feel like, is kind of an X factor, actually, in this matchup. I think he's been doing pretty good this year so yeah. far. That, so that Lions offense is, I think, yeah. the best offense in the league and also the worst defense in the league. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they're they're, they're, they're doing pretty good over there. So that's a little bit concerning. Um, I do have some uh, players coming back. I have, you know, Chart coming back. uh uh, Mayers is coming back, which he is kind of like the New England number one wide receiver. So that's going to kind of give me some more options. Uh, one of the throwaway picks here, or not really a throwaway pick, but one of the throwaway um, starting lineup here that I have is Taysom Hill. I'm putting him at the tight end position this week. Yeah, what's your reasoning on that? So I feel like Gazeki is a solid tight end if you're okay with getting two points every week. Um, he's more of a blocker. He's not really a receiving option, especially in that high octane offense with Waddle and Hill and, you know, whoever else they have. I don't know, but he's just not getting it done. And I feel like with Taysom Hill, if he is healthy this week, at least there's a chance that he's going to come in and score a touchdown. That's a good point. Yeah. It seems Kaziki, unless he scores, he does nothing. And uh, yeah. I definitely think Taysom Hill gives you a better chance at scoring that touchdown and winning the uh the tight end touchdown lottery yeah so that's all i want i just want a touchdown if he just scores a touchdown every so often at least it gives me the ability to you know potentially have a touchdown where i just feel like with gazeki it's not going to happen so i'm hoping that that plays off but castle has a, a freaking stack team here mahomes is starting to pick things up you know, you have Henry, who is just he's just a freak of nature. Sanders is picking things up, um, you know, in the dome this I think they're in Arizona. So in the dome this week, they might not run it as much. So Sanders might not really see as much of a game as he had last week. But I'm high on DK Metcalf and just going down the board here. Jared Goff, uh, I just I feel like uh, I have a, my work cut out for me this week. Yeah, hate to say it, but I definitely am leading Christian here. Um, that that losing uh, Taylor, even though he wasn't playing well, I still think that's a huge hole at running back. Um, and I think Christian's just overall got the the more balanced, uh, well equipped team uh, for this week. So I'm going to go with him. Um, if you know, but you never know. I don't think you're out of it. I don't think it's you know. Uh, I give you a better shot than what sleeper. Uh, projects but i do think christian uh is the favorite to win this 
yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of leaning that way, but I'm just kind of holding out a little bit of hope that something crazy happens. Next up, we're going to have Devante's Inferno versus the Butchers. So Brandon and Patrick. Uh, this is going to be leaning towards Patrick's way. Wait, did we already I think we, yeah, we just picked this up? Yeah, we, we, we saved uh, Game of the Week for last. Oh, that's right. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. Um, we can edit that out. Yeah. All right. All right. The, so uh, we're, we're good on week five then. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I guess now we'll go ahead and interview our special guest, Albert. Uh, so that is coming up. Now we have on the EFFL Primo Hoagie Game of the Week winner. Cousin Albert of the sweet life of Zach and oldies. <laughs> Albert, thank you for coming on. And how are you doing, man? I'm doing all right. Thank you for having me. Just watching this pitiful game of a Thursday night game. But, you know, doing all right. How about you guys? We're doing pretty good. We had a, a nice little uh, recap of, of last week and a nice preview of this week. We're excited heading into this week. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah, we're doing pretty good. Before we begin, Albert, uh, take us through uh, your your thought process for the uh, the name "Sweet Life of Zach and Oldies." Well, Zach Wilson is a very attractive player who I've had my eyes on since he got drafted, or since even BYU days, and I needed a quarterback. I wasn't really feeling it with Mac Jones and picked him up, you know, like knowing that he'll come back eventually. And I've basically made him the star of my team ever since, you know, he put on, you know, a 16 point performance last week against the Steelers. I'll take that. Caught a touchdown pass on a similar play to the Philly special, like a knockoff Philly special, but, you know, he got a touchdown pass. And Yes, you know, and he, he's got some dance moves for a white boy. Um, <laughs> and, and, like, you know, like, yeah, he's, you know, that's going to be my team name going forward. Sorry, Christian McCaffrey, Miss Christian McCream Pie. Like, it, it, felt, it, it felt wrong that I had his picture on my team and I didn't have him as a player. So I needed to have, you know, at least one hot player, you know, that I can model my team after and I'm rolling with Zach Wilson and also like, you know, he's a muff slayer. So like, you know, yeah, sweet life in Zach and Odie's. So if anyone doesn't get that reference, it's a sweet life of Zach and Cody. And what just happened here? Uh, the Broncos lost. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> they went for it on fourth instead of why tying it uh, in overtime. So the Colts won. <laughs> He's <laughs> trying to give us a solid here and just end this uh, this game. So I actually respect that decision. I mean, I respect that. No, I don't respect that, though. That coach is getting fired. He's already got to, you know, he doesn't know how to call plays or do anything right. Yeah. Well, you know what they say, Broncos, country, let's ride or something like that. Stephon Gilmore with the uh, game-winning yeah, pass breakup. So got it. Wilson so. throwing sidearm. Oh, yep. man. Well. But yeah, that's the inspiration for the name. So Zach Wilson is extremely hot. He's the supreme twink. If anyone knows what a twink is, 
but you know you can go you urban dictionary twink you can google it yeah you can google twink it's like a specific body type and physical characteristics i respect it so albert i think that you know heading into last year's draft i said that zach wilson is probably a little bit too handsome to be a good football player now there's been a recent development this week with uh obviously the whole tom brady divorce and giselle is single now do you think that the prospect of having a very attractive MILF on the market is going to impact Zach Wilson's play this week? Oh, it might. He might be going after. I don't know. Where does Giselle live? I think proximity matters as well. I mean, but it could, you know, like, see, he's a MILF slayer. I mean, sleeping with his mom's best friend or whatever. But. You know, he might already, he might have MILFs hotter than Giselle. Like in, I don't know. I'm not straight. So, like, are there any people hotter than Giselle? Or is she, like, is she, like, the hottest woman alive, would you have to say? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, you know, maybe he's already got, like, a lineup, like, you know, like, and she's, like, you know, third on, like, you know, the waiver rankings. I you feel know, like she may have to wait her turn. book is very deep. That's true. True. So... You yeah, know, as rich as is, as rich as NFL players are, she makes more than like all of them probably. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's going to be interesting. Um, so I guess we'll see how that plays out. Um, but before we get into your trade today, um, this year we did something different in the draft. We went with an auction draft, and I don't know if you have partaken in an auction draft before, but it definitely changed the dynamic for this year's draft and I this is my first time doing it I thought that it made it very interesting I felt more interactive this year with the draft than just sitting there and picking you know the best player available or whatever um how did you how did you think uh the auction draft went I enjoyed it um I did do some prep as a math like statistical person like I built like a whole optimization model to optimize like the best player to pick but the problem with that was like you know y'all just kept spending like like it would i had like an optimal lineup and how much to spend for each player but like i saw like jalen hurts going for like 70 like that threw out like i guess like you know like as much planning as i did like it never went to plan because like in real life like y'all just like you know did things like way off like you know what you know like my numbers are telling me so like i just during the draft or whatever you know this is not going to be helpful so i tried to prep for it i was caught off guard by like you know how much y'all overspent on certain players um right like usually uh, yeah. economics account for uh rational thinkers but um no not in this league not in this league spending on uh you know dropping the the, the brink truck for all his buccaneers so yeah yeah exactly and i get quarterbacks are going to be more like I even accounted for the parameters of like this being i made my model like you know parameter like instead of super flex i just said two quarterbacks since it's basically two quarterbacks but still like some of these quarterbacks are going off like way higher so i kind of just scrapped that i you know had a couple of drinks during the draft too so one mistake i made was like the deshaun watson thing like someone you know brought him up and i just kind of just like okay i'll do two dollars 
expecting someone else to like you know like bid higher like i I did not want deshaun watson and no one did so i'm like okay you know as you can see i dropped him immediately but that's one of those things like i was just kind of laughing at yeah so like uh it makes it more unpredictable um my focus was getting andrews in all my leagues like you know i think he's basically kelsey's tier and a top quarterback, which I did, but I ended up trading Andrews, which I kind of regret the trade actually. Um, but you know, it was the point was to strengthen my running back. So like, I like AJ Dillon because like he not as productive as Aaron Jones, but he's gotten more care, more snaps, you know, percentage wise. And I kind of I looked for snap count, like because like touchdown regression progression like you know like touchdowns are volatile like i care about who gets more snaps so i value dylan but giving up someone like andrews like you know i kind of regret that because like he's a top a clear top two tight end and a drop off like i was hoping like waller or pitts would be like good enough but they've been kind of disappointing recently but we'll see what happens but my strategy for the draft was like get a top tight end because of the position scarcity, ignore running back, as you can see. I basically ignored running back during the draft and loaded up, like, you know, with Lamb, um, who I traded away eventually for Higgins and Montgomery, Samuel, and yeah, to you, and then to Moore, who's been a bust, but I shipped him off, <laughs> I guess. So, you know. But yeah, I, I like the whole, yeah, the whole, it made it a lot more interesting. Um, and I think affected a lot of us in different ways because like, I'm sure at least half of us haven't done one before. Like that was my first one. So like, I don't know about you guys, but you know, it was a new that experience. Was my first as well. Yeah. yeah. So, but it, it was fun though. So I would do it again though. So keep doing the auction because it makes it, puts an interesting twist since snake drafts are kind of just like, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of yeah. basic at this point. Basic at this point. So I think that one of the biggest side effects of the auction draft this year, and, you know, injuries play a role in it too. But, I mean, you just talked about a couple different trades that you made. Of all the years in the EFFL, and Sean can probably uh, attest to this, I believe that we have shattered the trade record this year. <laughs> By a wide margin. And it's only been four weeks. I mean, with Bruno in the league, like, you know, every year is like, you know, capable for a chat, you know, like. <laughs> I know Bruno's got kids and everything, but I don't know, you know, Bruno, like, I'm like, bro, you. <laughs> But I, 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 I respect the aggressive. He's like the Howie Roseman of the two of the league. Right. Yeah. Now, another, um, you know, another big team that was involved when the, the trade wins were a blowing was your opponent last week, uh, Joseph, during your EFFL. Yeah. Primo He's also a Howie. The week. Yeah, who also tried to be Howie Roseman, but. Unfortunately, it seemed like he was the knockoff Howie Roseman. It seemed like he looking like Trent Baalke. Yeah, he's kind of been. We've we've been blasting him up until, you know, 
we just started recording with you here. Were you licking your chops when you're seeing him making all these moves with his his roster, and you're playing him in the the game of the week? Really, I understand his moves with trades. Like you know, like you try to make the trade that helps both teams. Like I think that's you know how you should trade. You don't want to rip someone off. But like you know, with the uncertainty, like you know, you don't really know who's going to win the trade. Like he, like Eckler was like. You know, in most snake drafts, he was going top five. Um, you know, he hasn't been productive. And maybe, like, you know, in his mindset, that Eckler was like, you know, like he could have been right, you know, like, you know, maybe Eckler will have a down year because, like, a lot of running backs bust anyway. But, you know, unfortunately for him, Eckler just blew up, like, you know, the week he traded him and Kamara, like, you know, I was licking my chops there, like Kamara was, I'm like, cause, I was like, because I personally wanted Kamara, I was, you know, me and Bruno have been talking for weeks about Kamara, like, you know, I, I kept trying to buy low on him, but, you know, he, you know, he could still be a good asset rest of the way, but, you know, rib injuries too, like, you know, like he's, there's always a risk of re-injuring that, yeah. but, you know, and also his... I wouldn't say he's old for running back, but he's been around the league for a while. I feel like, you know, and he's on, not on a great offense. But the thing is, like, you know, like he is like with all the injuries of Michael Thomas, like he's kind of their own main weapon right now. So, but yeah, with trades, you never really know. So, like, you know, both teams making a trade, they're gambling a little bit. So, like when I made my trade, my, you know, Chef Mark, Andrews and of course he gets like two touchdowns the next week you know <laughs> the week I you know I'm like okay I shouldn't have done that you know oh, but yeah. you never really know so like you kind of try to think about but you know long term too so even today's trade that me and Bruno made we were thinking long term I noticed that Bruno had like three of the same quarterbacks on the same bye week so like I'm like okay like let's make a move because I really wanted Stevenson, and you know we, oh, the, he ended up trading another chair of Alexander, but you know it's just one of those things. You look at the team's roster is like okay, you got like three quarterbacks in the same buy. Like you know you don't want all these three in the same buy. Like you know take Mac Jones, <laughs> I'll give you someone else. You know like, let's help us both out. Because I had I personally had. Uh, Zach Wilson and Mac Jones week ten buy, so I didn't want them both in my roster. So like. I'm like, I'll take Justin Fields, you know, like he sucks, could get negative points, but you know, at least he doesn't share the same bye week at one and three. You can't afford to have like a starting tight end or quarterback on the same bye week, right? So yeah. I think me and him had the right. same mindset. So like I think maybe he got the better players, but I was looking at my schedule, like I didn't want overlapping buys and I also like Stevenson for this week. Trying to beat you, babe, you know, because like Kyle Pitts wasn't going to start because I mean, he's injured. So, like, I have to take every one I can get now. Yeah, every game matters, especially, you know, at this point for you and Bruno because you can't let the season get away from you. Right. Yeah, I think that that kind of provides us a little bit more context as to, I guess, your thought process going into that trade. Um, you know, I feel like a lot of the move here, it's more so depth pieces like Justin Fields. You probably won't have to use him unless you absolutely need oh, to. Oh, no, I don't not like Justin Fuse, but I only needed him for – I didn't want some two quarterbacks sharing the same buy. So, like, yeah. he doesn't. 
So like I'll only be used like you know. I love one that week. Don't get oh, negative yeah. points. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I will. I'll, I'll spill some tea. Bruno will. I think was indecisive about giving up Mariota or Fields. I'm like, just pick one. <laughs> like they both have week 14 buys. Like I just need one quarterback. Like you know, like you know, I valued them. I think Fields slightly more, but like at this point, like you know. Yeah, like you know. yeah, I would agree. I, I feel Fields has uh, less of a chance of getting benched. Benched, yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, because Ritter could come in for Atlanta. So yeah. Now, when it came down to Marcus Mariota or having Justin Fields, I mean, which one is the better, the better looking dude? <laughs> that was going to be my question. <laughs> I think Mariota actually. I don't know. Let me see, Justin. No, Justin Fields is handsome too. They're both decent looking guys. Fields has that TikTok haircut. Yeah, he does. does. Yeah. No, no, Fields is cute too. <laughs> that, that exchange, me and Bruno. Bruno was trying to like entice me, like you know, like well, Mariota's handsome <laughs> <There> he <is. laughs> too. He's trying to say like, he, Mariota, like, that, like that, a... that, that's uh, <laughs> it's just like you know he wanted Zach Wilson, and I'm like no. And he's like, well, Marcus is handsome, you know, he's a good looking guy. Like, so <laughs> I like guess trying when to, like set you off on like a date, <laughs> it's just yeah, like right. when you're trying to negotiate trades with me, send me your most handsome players and maybe I'll budge. <laughs> man. Yeah. That's too funny. Well, awesome, man. Well, what's, what's your outlook for the rest of the season? I mean, we both thought that your win last week was pretty impressive. I mean, that was a big time smackdown on, uh, on Joseph. So where do you think you're going from here? I think I'm in a pretty big hole, um, but I think my lineup's pretty balanced, though. I mean, like, I don't know, like, it kind of depends on luck. I don't have many star, like, I don't have Cooper Cup or anything like that, like, top tier, but my receivers, like, Higgins, Samuel, they're, you can argue they're both borderline wide receiver ones or dip off by wide receiver ones. Judy can disappoint it tonight. But you know Murray's Murray. Like I I'm I think I overspent on him, but like you never know with Murray. Maybe Hopkins comes back and he plays a lot better. And I have a lot of running backs now, a lot of RB twos and flexes, you know, no true RB one I'd consider, but Jamal Williams is good until like you know swift comes back but that's why i made a stevenson trade so like you know once swift comes back like i think stevenson you know is so in a timeshare but he's the younger and the patriots will run the ball a lot and he could end up like being better who knows and montgomery apparently practiced today limited so like you know the week that he was fully healthy, like, you know, he, you know, got like over a hundred yards. So like, I, I'm okay. I'm not super optimistic because of the whole I'm in, but like, I think compared to other rosters, like I'm pretty balanced. I have running backs. I have receivers. Waller has been disappointing, but if he can be the Waller, you know, the tier below Andrews at Kelsey that we, are used to like get back to that, then I'll be fine. And yeah. I got the Twink Supreme, you know, Wilson, you know, <laughs> great nickname. <laughs> yep. You know, like, 
you know, it's a lot of my QB two is on him. So like, and I think the Jets, you know, have a decent, a lot of weapons around him. So like if Flacco could produce, like this guy was a number two of our pick for a reason. So yeah. like, it's not like he's got no talent. Like I know he was kind of bad last year, but this is rookie year. So like, I'm hoping that he takes a step forward and kind of becomes a Mahomes light, you know, that he was drafted to be. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think teams, they need to be more patient with their quarterbacks. I mean, we're seeing what, what Geno Smith is doing right now and he's, you know, finally gotten his opportunity. So uh, Geno Smith is, is just a late, late bloomer. <laughs> he's been on how many teams? Like, I mean, Geno Smith was like, was talented out of college. Like, you know, but like, I, I'm a bit surprised. I shouldn't have traded him away. <laughs> yeah. That was going to be my, my next question for you. Yeah. How yeah. much do you regret that move now? It looks like he was a throwaway in that deal. He was <laughs> at the time, but like that's what fantasy, you never really know. But like, who knows? Maybe he'll regress back to, you know, the mean and maybe, you know, facing the line defense or he'll just keep killing it. And I'll regret that trade. But, you know, giving up Andrews and Gino, like for basically AJ Dillon, Judy. Yeah. And yeah, so like, I think that's where trades can come back and bite you. But, you know, yeah. Right. But at the yeah. time, like I was thinking I was getting like, you know, an RB that's worth starting. Yeah. At the time, I thought Patrick got the best overall player in the deal with Andrews, but you got the more overall value. But in hindsight, it's looking like he may have won it outright. We'll see. All uh, right. Yeah. And that's how yeah. trades work. So, but yeah. you know, you know, yeah. my, my running backs are fine now. I started off the year with what? <laughs> You remember my draft, right? Yeah, yeah you had Henderson. And, <laughs> um, I, I ignored running back, so yeah, you gave me a Montgomery. Like, yeah, like now I just gave up my star players. Like, but I think Andrews. Edmonds was your your, your running back. Yeah, too. yeah Edmonds. Yeah. I think Sorry. I traded I traded guard for Edmund Edmonds too. Yeah, I had no running back, so like I left that draft. Like, okay, I'm I need to fix this somehow. But I've been proactive at fixing it. But now it's just like I lost some star power for more running backs, I guess. More yeah. like RB2s or flex running backs, but at least they are worth starting at this point. And I, not to, you know, I wish the, you know, Swift, DeAndre Swift, if, speed for recovery, but the longer he's out, Williams has been balling. Touchdown machine. Yeah. So, yeah. like, you know. I do hope, like, if even Swift comes back, they'll realize Swift, you know, Williams can be like a goal line back or something like that. Because yeah. he's the bigger back too. So, like, yeah, right. Yeah, I guess we'll we'll see what happens. And yeah, man. So, Albert, it's it's always great having you on the show. Uh, definitely wish. You I guess, like, how do how do you guys feel about my team? Oh, your team? Yeah, I mean, I'll in its current him. state. I mean, I think that you've, I mean, that, that trade today uh, at first, before we kind of talked to you, I was kind of feeling a little bit iffy about it. Um, but I mean, I feel like you have the potential to kind of be on the up and up. I think it's a tough task this week going up against uh, Sean. Um, but I mean, I, I feel like you, I feel like you have potential to, uh, you know, to kind of get your record closer to the uh the 500 mark in the next coming weeks yeah, i think it's a very balanced team uh i do think you maybe have lost a couple of the trades you've made but um overall with your roster construction 
I think you've done a good job balancing it from what you had after the draft. Um, so I, I like your prospects rest of the season. I, I don't think you're 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 down and out. Down and out, but I'm not like one and three. So like, just gotta be true, babe. Another Judy performance this week. One one game at a time, but maybe not <laughs> one, this week. Maybe, maybe after not week. this week. Maybe <laughs> after next week, but we'll see. You know, I'm just hoping Stevenson blows up against that Lions defense. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that was my like, own worry. Like if that. Rashad Penny, like you know, like yeah, <laughs> ran all over him like last week. So like we'll see. Awesome. All right. Well. I guess we'll go ahead and call it there. And, and Albert, it's it's always great having you on. And you know, you're welcome to come on anytime. And it seems like every time we've uh, we've talked to you, you've been victorious. Your team performing in a high leverage situation, such as the uh, the EFFL game of the week. So definitely, congratulations. And uh, yeah, wish you all the luck. You have uh, any final words to the league before you sign off? Uh, don't write off sweet life in Zach and Odie's. There so, you have it, folks. Don't write us off. So, and also Zach Wilson's not up for trade. I'm not trading for anyone. Untouchable. Untouchable. Unless he gets to be like negative points next week, <laughs> you know. Uh, but you know, maybe I'll give him a pass. Send, send him to Bruno, and he'll he'll get you negative points. Oh yeah, well, that's go. what I worry about with Justin Fields. Like I'm like, okay, well. <laughs> The one Stay week tight. I start, the one week I start, Justin Fields like he better not get me a negative one or whatever. Or, well, I think uh, I'll find new life after being off of uh, Bruno's team. So, right. so <laughs> true. MVP candidate now. <laughs> well, this has been uh, another episode of the EFFL podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and we will catch it in the next week. And go over all those fun happenings and matchups and all that good stuff. Guys, it's been a pleasure. All right. Thanks for having me, Kumar and David. <laughs> <laughs> Always a pleasure. All right. I'll talk to you guys later. Peace. See you.